0: Hello, leaders, and welcome to part two of my interview with Greg Ryder, co-founder and vice president of operations of BAM Digital. And this is the part two of the episode here with the 10-minute leader. And in this section of the interview, you're going to hear a lot of really great gems again, some of the challenges that he's trying to overcome as a leader. Thoughts around what we talk about as the leadership revolution and things like quiet quitting, for example, and how businesses should scale differently than what they've been doing, even in regards to their staffing needs. So if you have any questions about what you hear, definitely reach out to myself or Greg, but for now, tune in and enjoy part two of the episode with Greg Ryder. I want to ask a little bit of a personal question for you, not necessarily personal in the sense of personal details, but thinking of your own leadership, right? So one of the questions I've been really enjoying asking some leaders I've been talking to is what's their next challenge they're trying to overcome as a leader, right? Because we've grown a lot. We've all kind of learned a bunch of things. I'm still learning and relearning things that I thought I learned 10 years ago. But what do you see as kind of that next thing that you're trying to develop for
1: yourself? That's a great question. And I have heard you ask that question. I should be better prepared for it. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, it's the next step of processes and systems. For me, you can take your talent and your skills so far, but until you have enough people, like-minded people around you and the right pieces, and I learned this younger in sports, everybody has different strengths and mm-hmm. you got to bring those right strengths to the table and get them around you if you want to have impact, achieve something further than you can on your own, it's about bringing the right people around you and making the right decisions together, not solo on where you're going to go next. So for me, it's about bringing that right mix of people together to help get us to the next level. And that requires a deeper level of understanding. The foundation of systems and processes have to be there. So that's probably my next biggest challenge. No, I appreciate you sharing that good answer. What I want to do is ask you a question that you're, I think the first one in my podcast
0: that I'm asking this to, but I like the idea of the term, maybe it's a little bit cheesy, but I'm still wrestling through it, but leadership revolution, right? The idea that when you think of quiet quitting, when you think of kind of the great resignation, when you think of some of the things that have been happening in the last two to five years, right? Some of the things that have been happening within the world of leadership, employee engagement numbers are, they aren't really going up. They've kind of either went down or stagnated a little bit. And the term leadership revolution is one I've been wrestling through, even though it is a little bit cheesy, that I think I've been seeing, there's a more of awareness and awakening, as you might wanna say, towards leadership needing to change. When you hear the term leadership revolution, what do you think is the kind of genesis of that? Like where has that started? But also like, what does that look like to you? If you think of what leadership will look like in the world of tech, that's where you have a lot of experience yeah. in two, three, five years from now, what are gonna be the biggest changes?
1: That's a great question. For me, it starts with putting goodness out first, Hmm. like getting that like-minded group together and and starting to be proactive, like eliminating reactive leadership and Hmm. getting the right people around to be proactive. And it starts with just putting goodness out there And focusing on the goodness, it's so easy to react to whether it be headlines or the economy impacts, everything around us in the rabbit holes of negativity in the headlines and stuff, you can jump all over. To me, the reaction part is easy, but how do you be proactive and start focusing on the good and getting those people around there? Yeah, I like that. It's a good answer. I think I'm gonna start asking a question
0: like that to all my guests. So thanks for being the first one to Test the Waters. I'm curious to hear what people say around that idea of leadership revolution that's happening. So, Greg, I want to go back to what you were talking about earlier in regards to those challenges for organizations to scale when it comes to middle managers, right? Some of those challenges around attracting, recruiting, keeping—how does it fit in regards to competing with the big guns and all those kind of stuff, right? That are out there. What are some practical ways if a leader's listening to this and they're like, "Yeah, like I want to do something different with that group. I want to figure out how to scale differently." What should they start doing like tomorrow to start seeing a change in that
1: area? Great question. I think one thing we can do is never stop learning. I mean, how we're going to solve this today, tomorrow is always going to change. There's going to be different options available. Something I rely heavily on in my leadership is reaching out, having conversations with other leaders, maybe in the same type of organization setup, same type of organization size, looking for the same talent. How have they solved it so companies that are 10 years down the road and path ahead of you you can join roundtables there's lots of information out there to stay on top of it but in the day if you're going to look internally you have to look at how you're structuring the growth path of that talent they're going to stick longer if they know they can grow their wings within your own organization so to speak and i find that that helps a lot is really laying out their growth path for them and then is there concessions to be made? I know there's other ways of retaining talent once you have them, that's not just salary based. Is it four day work weeks, more flexibility, things like that we can look internally to see what we can do as well. Yeah, I like that and I like how, I mean, it also
0: gets summed up in what we also talked about earlier that being intentional, right? How are we being intentional about how we invest and, and engage with that, those leaders that we have or those potential leaders that we have. And the studies show that when someone sees that they have a growth path available within their organization, they do stay longer. That's what the statistics say. So it makes a lot of sense. Be intentional, build that plan with them so they can see, hey, if I stay here, I have opportunities to grow. And hey, maybe you'll leave at some point, right? That we don't yep. usually stay in the same organization yeah, for and- the rest of our lives. That, that used to be a more of a format than what we see now, right? But
1: Yeah, having some succession planning so the knowledge isn't just with one or two or three individuals, making sure that's it's well documented, things like that can go a long way. I still reach out all the time. You know, an example in our agency, time tracking is still a thing. Right. So I wanted to go out and see who's still doing this. Are they struggling? I specifically reached out to organizations that have been around for more than 10 years. We know that 80% of businesses don't make year five and 80% of those aren't gonna make year 10. So I reached out to ones that have been around a while and I found they're all still doing it and they're all still using it because the data is that valuable. But that helps me quiet the thoughts that I have sometimes or things we struggle with on our own It can feel a little isolated sometimes leadership can be a heavy load to carry and i'm heavy in operations and i find those who look at numbers all the time it can feel a little heavy as well and just because you carry it well doesn't mean it's not heavy so reaching out talking to others will go a long way no that's good i really like that just before we wrap up
0: two more quick questions i know at the beginning we introduced you a little bit and we talked very briefly about bam digital but just in case someone was listening and they're like what does bam digital do you know flesh it out in a
1: 30 second kind
0: of who should care about bam digital
1: What we're doing is providing sales and marketing tools for new real estate development. So when the large buildings go up, they have a brand, they have a name. We want to showcase that to the world. So we help them, equip them with websites, iPad apps, phone apps, all kinds of things, interactive sales center tools. This could be things that include all the renderings, the 3D virtual tours. People want to be equipped now. Buyers are more knowledgeable and want to do their due diligence before reaching out to somebody and engaging in that conversation. So we provide all those tools. Half of our business is locally in Canada. The other half is probably pretty spread at this point through the US, but that's what we do. And we found our little niche in there and, and I like to think we do a great job doing it. Well, that's great. And if, so if you're listening to this and that
0: in, intrigues you at all, you can Google BAM Digital or also in the show notes for the podcast, you'll see a link to that website and, and also have a link there for Greg's LinkedIn profile. If you wanna kind of connect with Greg on LinkedIn and learn a little bit more about him there. Greg, final question. I always like to ask a little bit of a fun question, and this is gonna be based on the fact that I know you're a musician, you used to do a lot of music. If you had the opportunity to open for any band artist of any type past present who would you open for if you had that option
1: wow. <laughs> oh that's a great question what a fun one oh i've seen a lot of shows over the years and have played a lot of shows i might have to give you two okay let's hear two uh, <laughs> well one i've never seen tom petty in the heartbreakers live i would have loved to have seen tom live so that would be one, but probably a little more on my genre I would have been the Foo Fighters nice. and opening up with Dave Grohl and that crew while they were still at their prime. There you go. And Foo Fighters, like that's the style your band, I'm not
0: sure if your band still plays, but that's your style. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was pretty high energy based on a live show for yeah. sure. So it was a lot of fun. Nice. Hey, Greg, you know, I really appreciate you taking some time to have this conversation, sharing your insights with myself, but also with those who are going to be listening to this. And I know that I learned a few great tidbits from you, even as we were talking here that I'm going to be looking at applying and passing along to others that I work with. But I really appreciate what you've shared here so far. And maybe we'll have you back on someday.
1: We'll see. Sounds good, Ben. Thanks for having me. And I love what you're doing with your leadership content you're putting out there. Keep going. Thanks, Greg. And
0: for all of our listeners, thank you for listening. A podcast wouldn't be worth doing if no one listened to it. Oh, it might still be worth doing because I hear some good things from people, but it definitely helps when I've got people listening in and learning as well. Check out other episodes that The 10 Minute Leader has. And if you ever have a guest suggestion, let me know. Thanks for listening to this episode of The 10 Minute Leader with Greg Ryder co-founder and vice president of operations for BAM Digital. Hope you got as much value out of it as I did and that it will help provide insights for you in your leadership journey. As always, check out other episodes that are available on the 10 Minute Leader and let me know if there's any guests that you think that I should talk to around leadership. All the best.